Today on the show, we're talking about frugality versus cheapness. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. This is episode 89. My name is Courtney. I'm your host. And today I'm joined with Jace. Hey. And Trevor. Hello. So today we are talking about, I think, something that maybe is not very clearly defined or, or, or really maybe the difference between. So it's frugality versus cheap. Yeah, this is, a, I think, a, an important thing to consider because I'll say if, if debt is the, the, the kryptonite of personal finance, if that is your, your, you know, debt is your worst enemy in personal finance, being cheap is a close second. But I, I want to kind of, I do, I do agree with that, but I think there's definitely some connotations around what the two words mean. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really think that frugal and cheap are both known to society as, as two positive things. Well, the reason we're doing this is that I think there's a lot of people will interpret somebody, someone who's frugal as being cheap. So, and it's, it's, it's up for interpretation by each individual. You know, one person's frugality is another person's cheap, but I, I think you need to know yourself that you're you're being frugal as opposed to being cheap, and I, I think you, you'll you'll accept your actions better than if you thought you were being cheap. You might feel bad about what you're doing. I mean, maybe we should get into defining what each one means, um, just because like I'm not too familiar with like what the definition of, of frugality is um, compared to just being cheap. So, do you guys have any uh, ideas? Well, I agree. We should define it, but I, I would say to our listeners that it's probably the the definition, the the specific definition of a specific activity or purchase is going to be different for every person. For you know, cheap versus frugality. But I think there probably is, and actually, Courtney, I think you said you found an overarching definition for each. Yeah, I did, and I I do kind of want to preface that with I think based on based on reading this article and like you just said, Trevor. I think we kind of we move we move from both frugal to cheap within within the day within based on the activity you're doing. So I really like how we kind of threw that in. So yeah, well I'll define it here. So a great definition. It's from Wisebread.com. We've covered their step before. This article is by Mikey Rocks, and he kind of defines what frugal and cheap is. So he said he says being frugal is being resourceful and savvy about how you spend your money. Whereas being cheap is trying to cut corners to the detriment of yourself or others just so you don't have to spend money. Wow, that's an excellent definition. I love that. Yeah, that brings a bit more light to to the situation. No, so if you're cutting corners, I mean, that's uh, uh, that sounds negative and, and, and detracting from life. Whereas the other one talked about being resourceful. So I love that that is, um, you know, those are the two words that caught my attention was you know, cutting corners and being resourceful. One is very negative and one's very positive. So I'm, I'm guessing in, in that sense, then frugality is, is more of a, a positive one than, um, but then I guess people still view it in a negative light, which is interesting. Well, I think the only view it negative is if, if what you're doing, if somebody else interprets that as being cheap. So in their world, driving an older car, you know, it looks cheap to, to some people. And to the you know the person standing right next to them, it looks very frugal. You mean meaning you're being resourceful, making this old car last a long time. It's up for interpretation, but I, I think the most inter- important interpretation is your own, right? If 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 you see yourself as being resourceful, driving this really old car, then you should feel good about it. But at the same time, I think we can feel self conscious about our decisions to be kind of financially savvy. At times, we may feel like we are 
cutting we may feel in our minds like we're cutting corners but in, in in reality so we may feel like we're being cheap but we're actually being frugal so i think in this kind of that very you kind of feel like you can get sensitive about the subject and feel kind of self-conscious well do you guys have an example where you have um you know you, you've done something and you've kind of felt maybe i'm being cheap have you do you guys have a story you can share that's a good question i'm just I, what about you trevor can you i'm just trying to think of well here's one where i, I purposely so if I'm going out for dinner, leaving a 15% tip in my mind is the cost of dinner. And the service has to be just horrendous for me to not leave that 15%. And even if it is really bad, I, I'm, I'm st- I might leave 10% instead of 15% because, you know, it, maybe it's not the server. It was the, the, the cooking department that, that was causing the food to be late or, or the service to be bad. So someone who's cheap won't leave a tip at all in my mind that 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 to me i view that as being cheap because that, that's the cost of the meal yeah it's actually it's actually one of the points within this article um that we'll get we'll get to is uh is, and it's something and again i think this if frugal versus cheap the kind of the concept you don't really notice it come into play it's kind of just how you habitually are as well Here, here's one and you guys tell me what you think of this one so so you pack a lunch you take it to work every year you make take it see you take a sandwich so the frugal person would use a Tupperware container to put their sandwich in, a reusable Tupperware container. The cheap person would reuse a Ziploc sandwich bags and wash them. Okay, does that sound does that sound cheap versus frugal, or are both those frugal? No, and actually, that that reminds me of one of my resourceful versus frugal examples right there. Um, so I I have this thing where I'm constantly afraid of like of my containers leaking in in my bag so whether you take salad and salad doesn't kind of be like slimy and it doesn't leave fabric once it spills into fabric it will we're talking a backpack or a purse so when I go to work every day I I used to take those giant kind of freezer ziploc bags and then I used to use them once and then and I would try washing them but they just don't wash and dry well like they just and then they get poked by fork holes and so they're just never the same so I'd just throw them out and that felt very wasteful. So I, I, I took a kind of a frugal, resourceful move and bought these really high quality reusable Ziploc baggies. And I have a small one that would I would usually put carrots or celery or cucumbers in and a big one that I would use in the same purpose that I use this big Ziploc baggie for. So that's kind of a good example of where being being frugal so so spending money once in, in this very positive way to buy something a little more expensive than a box of Ziploc baggies kind of made me happier and, and really was a win in my opinion. You know, just listen to you say, so it, uh, the, if you use a Ziploc bag with salad and it could leak, so maybe a one way of identifying whether you're being cheap is if the potential outcome of you of your actions leads to a negative thing. Like just say uh, you used a Ziploc bag for your salads and it leaked and it made a mess of your purse. So the, the, the chances of a, of a bad outcome of transporting your lunch to work, you know, is greater you're probably being cheap whereas if you're using a a very secure solid tupperware container the the outcome of get transporting your lunch to work you know the the chance of a negative outcome is really remote well i'm guessing the the difference in that situation would be that like the the cheap person would just stop using ziploc bags because they don't want to have to buy another box of ziploc bags whereas the frugal person is going to find a means so that they don't have to buy the Ziploc bags and so that they can like still have that nice way of bringing their food to work, but without having it spill all over the place. No, I was going to say that kind of follows the definition still if we're talking about, I really liked how you, how you talked about the, how it, the negative outcomes. So that kind of really does still follow 
the the definition I provide early, provided earlier where um, you're you're cutting corners to the detriment of yourself or others. So that really does result in in, in, a, in a, an unfortunate outcome. You know where it really shines through is in home repairs. You know, if you kind of take the cheap route, you, you tend to end up finding yourself re-repairing your repair. You know, whereas if you do it right the first time and, you know, you, you don't cheap out and you use the proper materials and, the, and you get the right tools to do the job right, it tends to last and, and the results tend to look, look better. So I, I, I can think of a ton of examples where, you know, I, I've taken the cheap route on a home repair and regretted it. And, and only not only did I have to, you know, rebuy materials, I also had to reinvest my time into that repair. So I guess the, the real question is, is it, is it worth being cheap? to you guys like is it worth being cheap at all or should we try to be frugal so let's try to spend our money wisely but instead you know of going the like absolute cheapest route maybe invest a little bit more when we're doing our home repair because we know that it's not going to have to come back around and get redone right but what if what if uh cheap ends up being the result of trying to be frugal you know what if you overextend frugal ideas to the point of being cheap how do you know when when you've crossed the line between frugal and cheap and until you've crossed the line said okay i obviously cheaped out on this i pushed my resourcefulness beyond its limits and now i ended up with a a bad result so i guess i was cheap so sometimes it's it's in retrospect that you you found out you were cheap right you you would never know going in until you've pushed the envelope too far very true. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. And and I guess too, you can look at it the other way. When I'm just thinking, even if you call in a professional for a home repair, I feel it. I feel like in that case, you're always gonna the the professional is always going to do the superior job to yourself. I, in in most cases, when it comes to looking nice and working nice, but I'm sure there are times. Trevor, is there any time you're a homeowner and just in a more years behind you than uh, Jason and I? But is there times when you maybe went the more expensive route and you kind of kicked yourself because you could have done it more cheaply. Actually, you just brought up a good example. So I remember once I had a washing machine that stopped working and I, I thought, okay, I'm going to try to fix this, right? So I, I kind of had an idea what was wrong with it. It was, it was the pump, wasn't it? It wasn't pumping. So I started taking the washing machine apart and I, I just, I was taking nuts and bolts off this thing by the, literally the, the, the pailful. And I, I, I couldn't believe there's this many nuts and bolts in it. And I kept getting more and more of these, these nuts and bolts off and the thing still wasn't coming apart. And I reached a point where I said, you know, I, I don't know if I can get this back together. So I called in a, a repairman and, and he came in and he said, you know, I've seen this before. People get these things. I, I'm going to end up, he ended up charging me for an hour of labor, just getting the thing back together to a point where he could actually work on it. So it actually, I was, I, I thought I was being resourceful trying to fix it myself, but, but it turns out I, I didn't have the skill set to get it done, so it ended up costing me more money because my attempt at frugality actually, I guess, I don't know if that's a good example. I don't know if I was being cheap or resourceful, but I ended up, I should have called the professional at the beginning, and I'm glad. It, another one I had is I had my shower was leaking, and I debated you know, opening up the wall and trying to figure out what it was, and, and plumbing's not my specialty, and I, I toyed with the idea of, of fixing myself, but my wife said, you know what, Let, let's get somebody in here because it's behind the wall and there's a lot of mystery. Ended up calling in a plumber and he he dis, he discovered it was a bigger job than I thought it was. I thought it was a leaking faucet. It turns out one of the uh, solders had broken away. So he, he had to get in behind the wall and solder it. So there's one where I'm glad I didn't try to be resourceful and fix it myself. 
uh, I paid the professional, and, and it was done in, also, the professional tends to do it in a smaller window of time than I would be able to do it in, so my bathroom was out of service for less less time, so uh, when, when it's a critical thing in your house, you know, where you can't be without the service of an appliance or, or a bathroom or a kitchen, I, I think a lot of times, you know, if you try to do it yourself, you're being cheap, you get get the professional in, get it done right, get it done quickly. That's a, that's a, it's, it's good examples, and and I, I like how you use the word resourceful over and over again because it's so true. Like when you go to do something, you may just feel like you're being resourceful and not cheap. And I think kind of contrasting the two during this episode will, will maybe make make us and our listeners kind of think more deeply about something when, when they go to do it and wondering if they're just being cheap or frugal. I do want to ask you to, that while we're kind of talking about it, I mean, already I'm, I, I, my apologies, I feel like I'm talking about cheap and, and frugal in two different one more negative, one more positive. Do you do you guys think that there's a time to be cheap and there's a time to be frugal? Do you think do you think they're equal? Do you think one is is better than the other? I can't really think of a time where it's it's good to be cheap, you know, because cheap really is a negative thing. I, I, for me, I I don't I don't think I ever want to be cheap. And uh, I mean, I just as I asked the question, I just kind of thought of kind of the Dollarama phenomenon. So. I'm thinking so if we're taking any kind of kitchen kitchen uten- kitchen tool I guess so we're talking a peeler if we're talking a cutting board or maybe a cutting board because I know peelers that I've we uh, Jace actually got a really nice IKEA peeler so that's actually it's it's nice but I'm talking I'm just even thinking cutting boards or, or basic kind of utilitarian quick things is it is it worth kind of just going out and buy something cheap just to just gotta kind of get the job done it usually lasts long enough or is it worth kind of investing more dollars into getting kind of a nice everything because like we always say on the podcast you can have you can have a little bit of anything but you can't have a lot of everything well i think dollarama is a great thing if you want to test drive something you know i wonder if i would use this particular kitchen appliance be it a cutting board or a peeler i wonder if i'd use this I'll go buy a Dollarama version of it, give it a test drive, and see if it actually meets the need. And then, if it does, maybe I'll buy a, a, a higher quality one at a at an upscale store. So, to me, that it, it would look like cheap on the surface because I'm buying some sort of Dollarama version of something, but I'm actually just using it as a testing model. So, to me, that's where cheap it looks cheap, but it's actually resourceful. I think like the difference would be that the the frugal person, so the, the resourceful person would probably go and, and thrift that item instead of go to like a Dollarama. Personally, I, I don't consider myself a cheap person. I consider myself a, a very, like, I guess, frugal person um, without realizing what the definition of frugal was. But like for me, I would I would always go and I would, I would thrift something instead of go to a dollar store first because I know the quality is never going to be there um, at a dollar store or somewhere that you can buy it for two or three dollars you know you're not getting the length out of that item comparatively now that's a good point so you, you you've taken it to one more level than i did you know you're you're, you're actually buying it uh, secondhand but to your point it could be of a, a high brand name quality so you know you, you're you're getting quality plus you're getting it at a low price so that that's taking it to another level a lot of people you know they see you if you shop in a thrift store a lot of people label those people as cheap and I think oh, that definitely. is, yeah, yeah. And I think that is so wrong. I mean, people in a thrift store, they're putting in effort, like, and it, it, that's not the easy way out. It's the resourceful way. And I, I, 
I love going to those places, but everyone in there, it's amazing. They're, they're looking at stuff. And when you, when you go in a store looking at brand new stuff, you're just looking at, you know, is this the right size? Is this the right color? Whatever. But when you're in a, a thrift store, you're looking at, can I rehabilitate this thing to make it useful again? So the people in there are bringing a whole different set of problem solving skills to shopping, right? That, that, that the person who buys new doesn't even, hasn't even developed. So I think thrifting is a is a skill and like it's not just going into the store. You have to go in there with a mindset, like a different frame of mind to to get the to get that use thing that's going to be useful. Well, I think too, like with our our society these days, a, a lot of the time people see objects as throwaway, anyways. So, like, let's say I I wanted to get some some new pots and pans because mine were getting pretty worn out. Maybe a cheap person would probably have gone to a Dollarama and they would have bought, you know. Um, a couple pots and pans that were, you know, just really, really cheap quality and just use those for the time being. Um, but me, I, I played the long game. I waited out because I was looking for a very specific, like I wanted like copper pots and copper pans. So like over the course of a couple months, I would just kind of peruse all the, the value villages and the Salvation Armies around me and, and see if I couldn't find um, exactly what I was looking for. And eventually I did. I found three different like two two pans and one pot and it was only fifteen dollars which is probably close to what you'd spend now at a dollar store um for pots and pans because a lot of the time pots and pans and stuff like that at a dollar emmer are actually more than just a dollar like um there's a big one just in ottawa on rito street and they have a bunch of that kind of stuff and they are very very expensive there they're like four or five bucks compared to you know at a thrift store a lot of the times you'll get them for two dollars or three dollars you know and it'll be a higher quality one see and that, that's remarkable because you'd pay 60 or 70 dollars for the pots you described maybe over 100 brand new at, at a department store if somebody were to call that cheap I, I i don't even know like it's almost like they're using a different language because to me that is that is frugality and resourcefulness at, at its peak yeah i'd say so so I want to kind of jump into one of, uh, we have two articles here. So the second one uh, that we have here, it is from money.usnews.com and it is called Five Major Differences Between Cheap and Frugal. Um, it's by Stephanie O'Connell. And so there's just kind of five uh, kind of five different scenarios here and kind of, it's kind of, it's, I find frugal and cheapness is, and being cheap is about perspective kind of and and how you approach something because I mean it, it, I think it launches from perspective but it obviously leaches into behavior as well so the first one here is cheap and frugal people both love to save money but frugal people will not do so at the expense of others so this kind of is back goes back to our definition um, from earlier but it, there is a nice little kind of scenario here so it's it, in, in summary, it's just uh, how the author, Stephanie, and her boyfriend were in Best Buy and they found a used version of a game that he'd been wanting for his PlayStation. Um, but at the checkout, well, they were headed to the checkout but found that the game could be purchased online, brand new, for $4 less. So they ended up putting the game back on the shelf um, and placed an order online for this the brand new game at the less expensive price. So they realized the savings weren't huge, but at the end of the day... The fact they were able to get a totally new product um, and had actually an Amazon credit that was waiting to be used made the online option a clear choice. Yeah, I think you need to feel good about something like this, right? You can't feel, it has to feel like you've, you've won to, to make it uh, being frugal. You know, if, if you feel that as a win or, or 
if having the game right now was more important, you know, in the whole scheme of things, $4 is not a game changer. But but I think you have to, it has to feel good to, to do this, right? So if you would feel bad that you spent an extra $4 in this game and it would bother you that you spent the extra $4 just to have it now, then you've, you've, you're being cheap. But if you feel, you know, if you, if having this game for $4 or less is something that really is important to you, like then, then I think that, that it was the right decision. I think one of the things that, that kind of happened by accident these days is, is people have naturally become a little bit more frugal, especially with online shopping. Like you can almost get anything delivered to your home for exceptionally lower price comparatively to at a storefront. Um, and you just have to wait a few days. So a lot of people are doing that option just just because it is more expensive these days in general to, to own a lot of things. And it's easy. You don't even have to leave the house to make a purchase. You just scroll and pick and send it home. You know, it's it's kind of fascinating that uh, in, in general, people have become more frugal, but it wasn't on purpose. But I know people that will, you know, they literally brag how much they paid for something just to make a point that, they could afford this um, high-end item, and they, they they bought it at a a boutique t- type of store. You know, they'll that that is just as important to this person as having the item themselves is knowing they paid a premium, and they bought it from a, a reputable store, and it it's it's of you know high quality, and 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 they literally they they will every time that you know somebody gets I'll say a, a new leather coat, they, I just I know somebody at work that got one recently. And they're, they constantly, when they describe the coat, they'll say it costs $800. You know, that'll be the second thing, you know, that it's, it fits great. I love it. And I paid $800 for this. You know, it is a high end leather coat. And uh, so some people that it's a, it's a, it's important that they paid a premium. What they should be like more focused on is bragging about that they got an eight hundred dollar coat for twenty dollars at Value Village. <laughs> oh no, I I agree. But this or what about a suit? Person, this, or a suit for 30 i mean but this person that, that they anybody who would do that in this person's mind that i know they're cheap you know they are literally they're not frugal they're they're just but whichever and that might be a what i'm thinking when you when you're saying that it was it might be a generational thing i mean in for jason my generation i mean it's bragging if you how little you can spend on something hey i only got this for this amount of dollars you're like whoa like you don't really you almost want to spend less on things so you can brag about no one wants to spend full price on anything in our generation we want to say oh we got this for super we got this for this price and they're like wow that's a deal it just it's probably because you've surrounded yourself with like-minded people if if you're in a circle of people where you're constantly thought of as cheap then you're probably surrounding yourself with the wrong people so i I, you say it's a generational thing i i don't know that i completely agree because so this this person with that other coat they have teenagers and uh, they're teenagers. I, I just knowing who they are, and I've met them a few times. They're of the same mindset. So they're so I would say they're a younger generation than you, but they still uh, will only wear these high end, you know, expensive and not necessarily durable clothing. So it's it's anything but resourceful and frugal. Well, I think a lot of it a lot of it comes down to um, one, like how you're raised. Uh, and two, who you're raised by. Uh, so a lot of the a lot of the time, I find that um, me and, and a good chunk of my friends all really really love thrifting, um, and we were all raised like in median households. Like 
not not you know too much money flying around the home um so we all kind of had to be a little bit more resourceful if we wanted something or if we wanted a certain toy or a certain jacket like our parents couldn't always afford them so we would have to go to a thrift store and and see if we could find exactly what we wanted um so maybe the the people that that you're talking about uh and their family who maybe have a little bit more money um, and are more willing to spend that on on objects and, and be able to brag about it. It's kind of their their status, right? So they're more more focused on on having those expensive things and reaching a certain status than let's say a, a median household or even like a lower household. And what I I've noticed too is is now that we've been talking about this, um, even at a median household, I've noticed uh, people who are poorer are considered cheap like by people of medians and people who are in the medians are considered cheap by people in a higher status household right so it's all just a perspective of the household so if someone makes a little less than you a lot of the time you see the things they do and you consider them cheap it's almost just a social dynamic so you're kind of seeing whatever's been you know set as the norm for that person anything below that is cheap anything above that is excessive so it's the norm that you grew up with that that really dictates uh, your point of reference yeah i'd say so for sure but if if you say you befriended somebody who really enjoyed shopping at nordstrom's just you know you had some other common interest say gaming and, and this you really you enjoyed gaming with this person but every time you were out they wanted to stop at nordstrom's and and buy buy a you know some clothes or some shoes or something and you never did, and that person kind of thought of you as cheap, and they, they say they never wanted to go to a, a thrift store with you. If you kept surrounding yourself with, with gamers who loved you know, shopping at Nordstrom's, they would all start to think, boy, Jace is really cheap. Do you, do you know what I mean? So I think yeah, it's important to surround yeah, yourself with people. So I think it's important to surround yourself with people who, who are of like mind. And, and if you do, you'll never, be, you'll never feel cheap or think you're cheap. Yeah, and, and you also won't get uh, that, that peer pressure, right? So a lot of the time, if you're hanging out with people who, let's say, shop at Nordstrom constantly, um, you're going to want to eventually try and spend some money there so that you can kind of fit in. And so I, I don't think that's a, a way to live. I think the best way to live is, is to be yourself and to surround yourself with people who like you for who you are and for how you act. And so I, no, I, I think it's very important to, to reach that point in life where... You kind of accept who you are and accept that, hey, maybe you're frugal or maybe you're cheap, but that's just how you are and that's not a bad thing. And, and this podcast is not brought to you by Nordstrom's. <laughs> <laughs> or Value Village. So number two on this list of five major differences between being ch- between cheap and frugal is frugality is about assessing the bigger picture and having the patience to cash in on the simple saving strategies. So... A really good example here that Stephanie's thrown out is she's not, um, so she'll go to buy uh, brand new running shoes every time she uh, runs out or she goes kind of wears through her running shoes. Um, and then she's kind of adopted the same philosophy when it comes to her workout clothes. So she, um, she used to buy really cheap yoga pants and workout clothes, um, but they'd fall apart after a few washes and use just because of the activities you do in them. And then so after a while, she made the switch to more expensive quality workout gear. And and in that way, she was, again, able to kind of cash in on the simple saving strategies and kind of avoid um, spending money more frequently on inexpensive items. 
you know, and this goes back to Jace's point, you know, where if you ordered it online, you could get it for less. You just had to be patient and it's going to show up, a, you know, a couple of days later rather than having it right now. And so many people are, you know, they, they see something and they have this lizard brain where I see it, I want it, I need it now. You know, and they, they there's no patience. There's no, again, being frugal. And But this this actually, this point goes back to our, our last week's episode on minimalism where if if something's you like so this person in the article they enjoy running so running shoes are obviously very important so if if it may be worth spending the extra money and and maybe even spending to the point of excess on the few things that in your life that are super important you know so that to me is like for instance I love technology and I bought a MacBook I I really I get a lot of value out of this and I really enjoy having it but you have to pick your. You can't. You can't have this um, appetite for high end everything. You have to pick your things. So, a minimalist uh, mindset w- really helps in being frugal. You know, or, or picking and choosing on what you're going to spend your money on, in in terms of maybe to the point of excess. If if that's important to you, then it, it don't feel bad about it. But being cheap on the things that are really really important to you, I think, is is a horrible approach. I, I definitely would have to agree. I also I also noticed like something with her her philosophy here is that she specifically says like she wouldn't buy secondhand worn out running shoes. So then that in her mind is like the cheap thing to do. And then her being frugal is to find like new shoes but cheaper. So specifically actually for running shoes, I'm the same way. I won't buy running shoes from a thrift store, which is rare for me. I buy most things from a thrift store. But for me, what I'll actually do is uh, I go to winners. Uh, winners usually will have either the season before or a couple seasons back shoes for for pretty dirt cheap compared to what their like going price is. So I actually got uh, a couple of years back. I got a pair of uh, really nice like Reebok running shoes. They were only like thirty dollars, but that same model, the new version, was going for like one hundred and fifty nine. So there there is that that almost like definition of okay like with a running shoe specifically you don't really want to get a used pair because you're going to be running in them all the time and it needs to like mold to your foot for it to be healthy so that where like i could see that's where the detriment would come to like you would have to almost remold those shoes and they would hurt for sure for the first little while especially if you're you're an avid runner you know so i definitely kind of agree with with what she's saying there but she still even went to like a new store but she bought it like last year's model on sale i would even go like a little bit further and like check out winners check out like places that sell new shoes but cheap so i agree with you and would you say it's safe to say that being frugal it takes effort and being cheap it's this is a way of knowing whether you're being frugal cheap so being frugal if you put out, have to put out effort, like go and, and shop around for these shoes, like to places like Winners that don't have like just wall-to-wall running shoes. You actually have to go and, and, and find them. And being cheap is easy, right? Cheap is you're just going out and buying the lowest price, whatever. Would you guys agree? Is that, yeah, is that a definitely, good distinction? Yeah, I would definitely say, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because if, if you really don't care, you can just you can just go out whenever and just pick up a random pair of shoes. So if you're putting out effort and it's taking time, I think you can be you can be assured that you're you're not being cheap. And I, I think I think our listeners are going to listen to this and, and they're going to want to know, you know, how do you know whether you're being frugal or cheap? And I, I think 
just listening to Jace's description of the running shoes, it just set off this this mindset that what what he was describing was effort, right? It wasn't easy. It wasn't. I wake up this morning. I need new running shoes. Oh, I'll go get them. It, it, it's it's being, uh, you know, uh, planning and being observant of where to shop and when to shop, you know, like the time of the year and in certain stores. So. I think that is the, a great distinction. I, I think too, though, and I'm going to disagree just a little bit here. I think too, though, it can go either way. So being frugal is hard. It's a hard mindset and you have to focus on it constantly. Um, being cheap is easy. Spending your money is even easier. So a lot That's of the true. time people will just go to a store and they'll spend on the newest thing. They won't take the time to go and find the cheap thing and they won't take the time to go and find the most frugal thing. Like it, it is so much easier to just walk into a store and be like, I want this and buy it. So I think frugal is really the only thing that takes a lot of effort and it takes time and you have to really think about things before you just go and purchase them. That's true. So just, just dropping your money is the easiest, right? By the, the highest quality and the oh, most yeah, expensive store. Sure. Yeah. That, that is the easiest by far. Because I know, like, you know, going back to the running shoes examples, I think that's really relatable for all of us and our, and our listeners as well. But, I mean, I I'm ve- I buy this specific kind of Nike running shoe. Right? It's the one I always go to. And it's easy to walk into a kind of sports check and, and just pull. And they always are going to have your size and, and the exact shoe you want in stock when it's brand new. But, like, going across to Ottawa, it's where, 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 where I live right now, and, and, and kind of going into every sports check and making it seem they have your size and your type of shoe. I mean, it, it can take weeks, even even months to find. And plus, in picking the right season and, and making sure your kind of shoes wear it in the right time. Like, it's, it, it's, it's effort. Well, like, specifically for the running shoes, I was actually looking for Under Armour running shoes because those are my favorite. And I went to four different winners every weekend for a month, and I couldn't find any of them. But then I just stumbled upon these really nice pair of Reeboks, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice that I don't have the exact pair that I'm looking for, but these are suitable enough for my needs. So a lot of the time, frugality is also, I think, in my opinion, going to be not getting exactly what you want, but getting close to it. Now, you use the word sacrifice, but I'm going to use the word compromise. It's not a sacrifice. It is a compromise. Oh, a compromise. Yeah. No, when, I when you're being fr- when you When you're being frugal, you have to make some compromises. But I don't think, you know, sacrifice would be you didn't get the shoes you wanted and you paid a premium for them. You know, to me, that that is the the sacrifice. The compromise is y- you paid the price you wanted, and, and you got something close to you know not the exact brand, but something close in design. So, so point number three within the article: five major differences between cheap and frugal is number three: cheapness uses price as the bottom line, and frugality uses value as the bottom line. So, this point is really about how much is your time worth. Um, and again, that kind of, I mean, well, everything we've been saying kind of contradicts kind of the point within this point, but I mean, I'd like to hear your, your thoughts on this. Well, I, I, so I agree. Price can never be the bottom, you know, the final determinant of whether I should buy this or not. It, it has to be adding value to your life. But you know, Jace is, he's describing his approach to, to shopping. It, it doesn't sound like work. It doesn't sound like effort. It sounds like something he enjoys. So you have to enjoy being frugal and resourceful. To, to make this work. Otherwise, you'd just be miserable. So uh, I would say using a price as a bottom line, if if being frugal is effort and you just don't enjoy it, maybe maybe price, you know, when, when you don't want to pay the premium, maybe you do have to be cheap. Well, I, th- I think it really comes down to like, 
I, I feel personally cheapness is almost an extreme that some people like maybe have to meet. Like maybe they just can't afford um, current cost of living. Like maybe they just have to be cheap. Like they don't have a choice. Uh, frugality is, is a life choice. Like we choose to be frugal. We choose to put our money into to different things and not spend the premiums that people have to. And so maybe like cheapness is, is just something that certain families and, and certain households have to do. And, and time as well. I mean, maybe we don't have the time. Certain households can have the time to devote to going to winners every every weekend because maybe they have a family and, and lots of responsibilities. But if you have the time to be frugal, I think that comes as well. Like, Jace, you had the time to, to, to dedicate to going and looking for running shoes. Yeah, well, that time to me was, was more valuable doing that than it was to waste that kind of money on a shoe or something, you know? So, no, I, so I completely disagree. I think... If you have the money and you choose not to spend it on something that would in improve your life or bring you joy and happiness, if you have the money and you choose not to spend it on something that would clearly add value, you are being cheap. I think the cheap people are the ones who have the money but choose not to spend it on something that, that would cr- truly add value. The resource for a person is, is the person who doesn't have the money but figures out a way to get it done just as well. But but what what about though, Trevor? The families who like may not have the the choice, right? Like I'm talking about people who may maybe just don't have a choice. Like maybe they have to be cheap because they can't afford to not be cheap. But I'm saying in my definition, that's not being cheap though. Like if you don't have the money to spend on it, it's you you're not cheaping out. Do you know what I mean? That if you don't have right, the, that's it, just yeah, that's just how they have to live, right? No. Yeah, that, and so they're 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 resourceful people, right? They they're they're frugal and resourceful. The cheap person has the money, and then it chooses not to spend it. That's that's the cheap. So if if you have if you have the money to go out, I'm just gonna throw the running shoe example back because it's relatable. But if you say you have the money to buy running shoes at full price, should you do that, or should you just be frugal and 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 find them kind of on sale? No, but the cheap person, they, they would have the money to buy new running shoes, but they would go and buy $10 running shoes from Walmart instead. And, and the, rather, than right, go to okay, win, yeah. rather than go to Winners and find the $100 running shoes for 30 they'd go buy $10 running shoes from Walmart, even though they could afford the $100 running shoes. And if they could afford those, they could clearly afford the $30 ones at Winners, but they wouldn't put in the effort to do that. They would just go buy the $10 ones and get sore feet. That's the cheap person. Right, yeah, opposed to the people who may not have a choice, and so they have to shop at, at Walmart right? and buy the ten dollars ones. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, number four here is cheap people are driven by saving money regardless of the cost. Frugal people are driven by maximizing total value, including the value of their time. So um, again, this is kind of this kind of along the same line. So. Um, in, in this example, Stephanie says she likes to stick to water at restaurants, make her coffee at home and offer running year round outside rather than paying for a gym membership because she finds the small saving strategies in her day to day life, um, can allocate her resources to bigger dreams. So by making kind of the small, um, I don't want to say it's compromise or small choices every day to, to save her money on a day to day basis, she can kind of allocate that towards traveling or retirement or kind of more bigger, bigger, uh, dreams. So this this whole article they keeps using the word value, right? And and so in that what value is going to be different for every person, but I I think if you keep asking yourself, 
you know, is what I'm spending money on, is it bringing value into my life? And, and or, or if I'm contemplating spending money on this thing, is it going to detract, you know, value from my life? I, I think that's an important distinction. And also, if you're always looking at big picture, like if you tend to focus on bigger picture, I think you're tend you're you're probably be, being frugal and not being cheap. I, I liked what you said uh, earlier, where you corrected me and you said compromise. Like it's it's about compromise, and I I find that the girl in this article she makes a lot of compromises um, so that she can like achieve what she really wants, what really does bring her value. Um, so her going to to Mexico um, wouldn't have happened if she you know didn't like stick to water at restaurants or make her coffee at home or pay for a gym membership, she wouldn't have had that maybe, uh, wouldn't have had that money to be able to afford to go to Mexico. So for her, it seems like she's really found what does bring her value in life. And, and maybe that's travel for her. Um, but maybe for some of us, that's that's something that we've always wanted to to afford. Like maybe for you, making your coffee at home means that you know, a year later, you can get like a new MacBook or something like something that you love and something that you enjoy. So I think the difference is that people who are cheap will just be cheap for the sake of being cheap. They don't have an end goal. But people who are frugal, like they maybe have something that they want to save up or somewhere that they want to go. And so instead, they're they're making these little compromises day to day to be able to afford that later on. No, I, I agree with that. And, and you bring up the point where this person's traveling to Mexico if you're traveling to Mexico, there's obviously some aspect of you that's not cheap, right? Like it's it's not because it's it's expensive to travel to you know place that far away. You're you're hard pressed to call that person all round cheap, right? And I think that's the other thing is is you can't put this overarching umbrella over people that they're cheap in like everybody's got something they spend money on that that, that that's yeah. important to them. So you know so you might not see it, right? You might not you don't you don't see this person traveling only once or twice a year. But they they might be frugal as opposed to cheap on all year long on little things and 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 if that's all you saw right was them you know drinking water in restaurants and and never ordering a coffee at Tim Hortons and and maybe never even going out for dinner if that's all you ever saw you'd say boy that person's cheap but you never did see them go for two weeks down to Mexico in in the middle of the winter so it, I I think before you put a label on somebody and calling them cheap. You really need to know that person. I don't think, okay, so you should never put a label on someone and call them cheap. But if you were <laughs> thinking they, that that person might be, you know, denying themselves value in life, right? That might be a better, better way of putting it. Yeah. You, you might not know the whole picture, right? You, you might not know everything that person's doing. What I find is interesting is like she really knows what, what like has value to her. And, and it brings me back to, to the minimalist episode when when you are frugal or when you are a minimalist it seems like you really learn who you are and you learn what brings you value in life and then you're willing to to make those not sacrifices but you're willing to make those compromise um and you're you're willing to kind of set aside little things on the day-to-day for the big picture and i think that's a, a lot of things that people don't see these days like most people will walk into a store, they'll want something then, they'll buy it. It's a, it's a very, very impulsive society that we have now. And people aren't really like setting aside the value of not spending money here and there for value that they can gain later on. You know, everyone seems to live a little bit more impulsively than, 
than they really should. I like how you you brought minimalism in as a as a way to do an inner reflection, right? To 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 to, to you know know what's important, and then maybe you know if you adopt a minimalist philosophy, you're in a better position to assess you know what's valuable and what's not, and and where to be cheap and where to be frugal. You know by by adopting a, an overarching philosophy into your life like minimalism it makes you decide and i like that that's a really good approach yeah and i really like that uh, a lot of the philosophies that we have been talking about they're they're all very similar when it comes down to the root of the philosophy it comes down to really learning who you are first and then from there you can go and you can cut costs in certain places or you can not buy certain things or you can downsize your closet like you really become i think like overall more of yourself once you adopt these philosophies and you really do learn a lot more about yourself from practicing these and you know you saying that word self is so important because you need to be doing all this for you not for to keep up a, a facade in, in society and, and portray an image you know you need to you need to be able to say no i can't afford that and be okay with it right so in in doing things for yourself i think is the key and and i think i think that right there trevor and i think you've hit it is that i mean it's so easy to to kind of pick up a coffee on your way to work or while you're out i think that's that's easy and that's what society deems as normal you walk into a coffee shop grabbing coffee but i mean packing waking up that extra minute extra few minutes earlier to pack your coffee to pack your lunch and that takes effort and time and, and it is it is more challenging and but i think you're okay with kind of you're okay with making those decisions because you're again confident in yourself you you know who you are you know your values you know what your long-term goals are so i mean if you're just skipping out on coffee just for just because it, it saves you money but if you know you're doing it for a, a reason then then that makes it worth it but then that also comes back to to what brings you value. So let's say you're the type of person who really, really enjoys having that coffee first thing in the morning and going to that coffee shop to buy it. Then don't sacrifice that. Don't don't make that compromise um, if that is something that brings you value. Right. It really depends on who you are as a person. Like I got to say, I am I'm. I pretty much enjoy going to the coffee shop in the morning and, and grabbing a coffee because I like the feel of the paper cup and I like going out and doing that. So that's one of the few things that I will spend a little bit of my money on, whereas other places I will pack a lunch, I will do other things. But that's just one thing that does bring me value. See, I'm with you 100% on that, Jace. I, I, I am. I am like, <laughs> no, no, I am. Because walking into a, a coffee house and just smelling the coffee and being able to pick a different brew, that experience, I, I, I value that right? a lot. It, it is. Yeah. It is. And it brings, it, it brings so not, much light it's to not your day. Like, it does. And it, it, the first thing in the morning, and it's not like it's it's a super expensive thing, right? It's not like you're eating, like you said, I'm packing a lunch. I'm saving a ton. But this coffee is yeah. super important. Oh, yeah, important. exactly. Now, but, but you can't make everything important, right? You got to pick your thing. And I love how you said, you, you've described that extremely passionately. And if you can do that, then that's clear. Like if you can describe it at the level you did, then that is super important. And and I, I happen to sh- share your your passion for that same thing. That's super important to me. And, and I and if I deny myself that, I would be being cheap. And and I, I would exactly, nobody would yeah. know I was being cheap but me. So there, Jason and I are laughing about this because this is kind of something we 
we we're constantly at at constantly at odds about because I'm I'm a, I'm the advocate. Well, we did the we did the frugality February here on the podcast a while ago with the pack your coffee for a month challenge. It's actually still on our website if you want to ever part if you're like me and want to partake in that because it, it brings you happiness. Packing your coffee at home, it's uh yeah, it's every day you kind of can check off if you packed your coffee or not. Or and it actually it changed me. Now I don't buy coffee. Yeah, maybe maybe Jason needs to try that. But it uh, we, Jason and I have been odds at odds about that about kind of how how that is a kind of an everyday expense but i mean for me it obviously doesn't add value to to my life because i love packing my coffee i love i love actually making coffee at home so that's almost the other way so i've been to ottawa and there's these chain of coffee houses called bridgehead and so when when i'm describing a coffee house i'm not i'm not talking to tim hortons and not that i have anything against tim hortons but i i'm not describing a uh, plastic store with plastic chairs and, and and this this very uh you know, hard, you know, it's not inviting environment. But these coffee houses in Ottawa, just to walk into it, you just feel like it's just a nice place to be. And that's the kind of coffee I'm talking about, right? Not just, it's not just a utility, it's an experience. Yeah, it's it's not like a big chain store, for sure. So number five here and the last point in our list is being cheap is about spending less. Being frugal is about prioritizing your spending so you can have more money of the things you really care about. So for here, I'm going to throw a question out to you guys. So here, here is an, uh, the prime example. This is probably, you know, the, the, the utopia of this example is I have a 12-year-old car and a 14-year-old car that I drive. I can clearly afford a new car. Like I, without question, I can afford a new car. And, and there's a formula that, that I have that, you know, no more than 50% of your household income should be tied up in transportation costs. So, you know, just based on all sorts of things, I could afford a new car, but I enjoy driving my old cars for a whole bunch of reasons. Am I being cheap or am I being frugal? Well, I'm, I'm actually like super with you on this one. So I'm planning on getting a, a used Jeep and I'm planning on getting a pretty old used Jeep because personally, I, I think that like used cars are the way to go, especially if you're not going to invest a lot of money. Like if, if they're still in a decent condition, you're not being cheap. You're definitely being frugal because it's, it's not one of those things that you're going to be spending a, like full cost. When you go to a car lot and you buy a car and you buy it new, you drive off and instantly it loses almost 50% of its value every time. Like buying used is, is way to go for sure with cars. That's that's very very resourceful and it's very frugal. I would not say that's cheap. If you went and you bought like a twenty year old car that you'd have to like put a ton of work into constantly, I'd say that's cheap because it's like a detriment to yourself. If you're getting like a mid range used car, like ten fourteen years, that's not being cheap, especially if like you're not having to put any work into these cars that's very very resourceful as soon as they break down and you have to put a couple thousand dollars into it then maybe you'll have to revisit that so i desperately wanted to step in and interrupt you but i had a listener write in and call me out on that that i do too much of that so so i'm glad i didn't but they i put a lot of restraint in so i just want that listener to know that i did not interrupt um but but what about the status symbol that cars hold in our society what about that consideration? What if, what if that status is important to you? You know, what what if you hold that in high regard? As expensive as cars are. So so that was my point. My point was 
I wanted to say, what, what what does a car bring to you? So if you see a car as kind of a very utilitarian purpose, just kind of get you from point A to point B, if you need a car just so you can get places, I mean, if for your job or, or for, for, you know, utilitarian purposes, yeah, I think, Trevor, what you're doing, and it sounds like you just kind of take your car because the busing system isn't excellent there, and, I mean, it, you get winter, so you can't always bike to work, so it sounds like a car is, is very utilitarian for you, but, I mean, if if... You could, I mean, if you could take the bus, if you could take, uh, use something that's, I mean, if you have a car for its status symbol, I think then you're kind of crossing over. I think it just depends on the purpose and and how you view it. I'm going to have to disagree with that, though, because then when it comes down to, like, let's say uh, value. So let's say you're a very frugal person, but your end goal is to have that brand new Corvette and that's all that you want in life, then maybe it's it's fine like maybe that is okay because if you're being frugal with everything else in your life so that you can afford that that new corvette but then you're okay with keeping that corvette for 10 years or 15 years and not getting rid of it for the new model then you are being frugal and you know what brings you value but if you want to buy the new corvette every year when it comes out and you're trading in your old corvette constantly then that's not being smart that's not being frugal but what about, so my cars are, are, one's 12 years old, one's 14 years old. What about, you know, the re- the reliability at those ages has to be coming into question. You know, am I being cheap driving cars that might leave me stranded on the side of the road? Because 14 years old is, is a re- is, I think it's a pretty old car. Is Am I being cheap at the cost of being left stranded somewhere, you know, in the middle of the night, on a win- in the winter on the side of a road because my car is so old and unreliable. Is that being cheap? Well, I have a question for you. Have you had any problems with your car so far? Well, I get it for regular service and I have repairs, but the older the car gets, the, the more, the more like, like just playing the percentages, your chances of being stranded and, and your car breaking down, every kilometer I put in that car, those, you know, everything is getting worn out and worn out more and more. So when I talk to the, the place where I get my car repaired, you know, I say, is there anything we can look at? And the guy looks at me and says, we, you know, at a car this old, we could look at everything. You know, it's got 200 and almost 250,000 kilometers on it. It's 14 years old. Everything's in question at this point. Mind you, they're in the business of selling cars. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the person who's being cheap is going to have had major issues with their car, but they're still going to keep it because they're too cheap to buy a new one. The person who's being frugal is going to be smart about it. They're going to keep that car as long as it's not a detriment. So as soon as they have like a major problem, the frugal person is probably going to start looking at getting a new car um, and they're probably going to start looking at getting a new used car. Um, But the cheap person is going to keep holding out even at the detriment that there may be something life-threatening soon and they may not even get the problems fixed. Like if it's something that... Like, let's say your your windshield wipers don't work anymore. The cheap person is probably just not going to go get that fixed. Whereas the frugal person will be like, okay, well, how much does that cost to get it fixed? And is it going to be too expensive? Is it going to be worth it? Um, if it's an engine problem, the frugal person probably will just get a new car. But the cheap person will try, probably try and get that fixed, right? So it really comes down to, obviously, the situation. But it also comes down to, like, how well is that that used car functioning. So that brings us to the end of our article on five major differences between being cheap and frugal. 
So before we end the show, I want to run through um, 12 ways to tell the difference between being cheap or frugal. I'll just run through them kind of quickly, just to kind of a this first that thing. It's from the Wisebread article we uh, we got our definition from originally. So I'll just kind of run through them, this first that. So the first one here is ordering wisely at restaurants versus eating like a king and skipping on the tip. So this we kind of talked about earlier, how if you're ordering out, you should, uh, should also consider the tip when you're doing that as well. So the second one is... Uh, new underwear and sneakers versus thrift shop underwear and sneakers. So definitely the cheap one is going to be going to the thrift store for underwear and sneakers, which I do not recommend. So number three is turning one ply toilet paper into two <laughs> two ply toilet paper. Uh, I'll let the listener guess which one's the cheap way. Number four is buying day old clearance food slash freeganism. And freeganism is the practice of eating just discarded food, which is from trash, um, is, which is definitely the, uh, the cheap route to go. Uh, the next one is number five, uh, making a homemade gift versus re-gifting an arbitrary gift. Um, obvi- obviously. We, we know which one is the cheap one. I'm just, you know those uh, gifts you get in the gift exchanges uh, and in the holidays and you just, you just don't, the candles, the candles that no one wants. I know I've been re-gifted to when I, I get an article of clothing that has hearts on it. <laughs> uh, so number six is watering down liquid soaps and shampoos to make it go further. Um, number seven here is buying inexpensive permanent dishes versus rewashing plasticware. Uh, number eight, enjoying free refreshments versus stuffing your pockets with them. So n- number nine is paying for an o- a trial online dating subscription versus trying to trick the system by distorting your contact information. <laughs> I, c- I can't say I've ever done this, that's, but I think it's pretty that's obvious. That's so specific. Okay, number 10, this one kills me because I read it and I was like, what? I didn't know this was a thing, but turning one admission stamp into two with the lick of her wrist. In my youth, guilty. Guilty in my youth. Really? Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> I'm talking like, like uh, actually... I'm talking, this was be like, uh, like when I was like, I don't know, 14 or 15 years old. It so. it actually works though? And we considered ourselves uh, resourceful. It does work. It, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it did. It did. I don't, maybe they've come up with new ink now. I don't know. But when I was a teenager, this was a, a trick. Uh, num- number 11. Researching an inexpensive company versus accepting the lowest bid. So I, I this is about contractors, I guess. So number 12 is, is pre-gaming versus smuggling alcohol into the venue? Uh, so I think this is... See, now, I, I, I don't know, because I, I did that when I was younger too. And I, I thought that was very resourceful, like sneaking a flask in so you didn't have to pay like $10 for a drink. Well, the, 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 this is talking about getting you know pre-drunk before going to a, uh, a nightclub, I'm guessing, right? Is that... Is that how you read that pre-gaming? Yeah, I guess so. I've, I've never heard that term. It's usually Me, pre-drinking. Yeah, that's I what think. I thought. It was called pre-drinking. It was called pre-drinking. Yeah, that's what I thought it was called too. Alcohol. We sat, we're, we're, we're aging ourselves. Maybe my beer listeners are with us on this. All right. So that was the uh, 12 ways to tell the difference between cheap and frugal and um, some uh, very entertaining ones there. If you uh, if you have any kind of thoughts or you just totally disagreed with anything uh, we said during the episode or you'd like to share your thoughts with us on kind of being cheap or frugal and kind of how you are cheap and frugal in your life if there's different things that you kind of pride yourself on being frugal with definitely let us know you can always um go to our website livelifesimple.ca we have a contact submission form there send your thoughts to us there and uh we'll we'll mention these ones on the upcoming show 
um, we're kind of kind of want to do a series about kind of minimalism and frugality while we have Jace on with us. Uh, and uh, Michael, again, won't be with us for this next month. He's uh, doing some traveling. So we're going to have Jace with us. Um, yeah, so send us your, your thoughts on this. And you can also always email us to at livelifesimple.ca. Live Life Simple 365. That is it for this show. Thank you so much for being here with us. And we will see you right back here with another episode. Until then, keep it simple.